Hey gang, you've got Jake here, and on today's episode of Ghostly Activities, I sit down to interview the lovely ladies of morbidity, Gabby Fiore and Kim Douthit of the Ghoulish Tendencies podcast. Today, we'll talk about serial killer spirits and why they may or may not continue to haunt us today. So let's listen in. So tonight, gang, we have the lovely ladies of morbidity, Kim and Gabby from the podcast, Ghoulish Tendencies, It's Oh So Spooky. They're here tonight to talk about a subject. And before I drop the name of the subject, I just want to tease some things to pique your interest. Some of them are names. Actually, most of them are names. Yeah, all of them are names. But they include Bird, Gacy, Bender, Dahmer, Bundy, Rodriguez. I'm getting old. I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> I was like, but so far, these are all ones on my list, too. So Holmes. I'm impressed. <laughs> and Baumeister, a.k.a. Smart, Smart, a.k.a. Baumeister. Tonight, we're talking about serial killer spirits and why some haunt and some don't. So with that, lovely ladies of morbidity, starting with Gabby. Tell me a little something about yourself. Hello. Uh, I don't know what to tell you about myself. Uh, I am fascinated by all things ghoulish, haunted. I love finding out ghost stories. Um, And I love getting excited about them and bringing them to Kim so that she can debunk most of them. and uh, yeah, I'm. I live in Seattle. I'm originally from the Southern California area. I do lots of creative things. I am a makeup artist. I paint busts and have. Huh? Makeup. You, you have one. You have a. I know. Boy. I have a lovely bust of hers. Yes, you have my lovely bust. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I love to to write and do creative things. So. It's it's a fun time in, in this neck of my neighborhood. Well, thank you for joining us. And yeah. Miss Kim. Yes. What you got to tell us, homie? Uh, I am a paranormal investigator. That's how I first met Jake and Gabby. Uh, yeah. I also, I worked at Spooked in Seattle uh, doing their haunted tours as well as their murder tour. I created the murder tour as well as Tea and True Crime, where we talk about different crimes and or murders and or serial killers uh it's a monthly thing that we do now and uh when i'm not doing that i'm usually <laughs> researching something to do with murder <laughs> or uh teaching children how to how act not to murder and how not to murder makes me sometimes want to murder but mm. uh i teach them how not to <laughs> or how to get away with it and that's our future everyone yes you're welcome <laughs> They'll be well trained. <laughs> oh, yes, mine are the best. Mine are the best trained because I teach them how to get away with it. Yes. <laughs> so, guys, when it comes to serial killer spirits, let's just throw it out there. Not all of them haunt the locations where they might have killed. Um, and just looking at this list of of the names, there's only one of them, her buddy, mm-hmm. that you can really say there might be some haunted activity. Mm-hmm. Um, associated with him directly. With him directly, I'd with say. With him directly. So how come the serial killers don't necessarily stick around like the victims? We'll start with Gabby. <laughs> well, I think a lot of the reasons why is because they might not have a physical attachment to the place necessarily, or maybe their personal trauma was not as intense as those who they murdered. Um, So like residual hauntings might not be as prevalent, Um, but it really is dependent on the location of where the killings happened. Right. So like, I think you, you said, except for herb, 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 we can never pronounce it right. Um, But like a lot of those, all those murders happened at his house. So that's 
why he hung out there. It's because it's his house. Mm -hmm. If it was like another location, and I'm sure we could always scully this too, that there's Mm -hmm. other people that have killed within their own homes and they haven't stuck around their own homes. Maybe they just didn't have an emotional attachment to their home. Mm -hmm. Um, So it kind of depends on context. Okay. Kim, what you got? Uh, I mean, I would agree with what Gabby is saying. Um, you have especially residual hauntings happening when something traumatic has happened, which plays more into what happened to the victim and less into what happened to the killer in most cases. Uh, I also think, uh, and in fact, it's funny because I was talking about this with June earlier today about Billy Goal, who I just got in the book on. Um, I think it's really convenient when you experience certain paranormal activity mm-hmm. to credit it to the biggest name that you can associate with a place, whether or not that is actually the source of the paranormal activity. So it's not to say that there is not something going on in some of these locations, but I think because we know this is where so-and-so was held for a while, or this is where so-and-so killed somebody because we have an identity. We want to give our spirit an identity, whether or not it is an accurate identity. If that makes sense. It does make perfect sense. Yes. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I've always thought that was interesting because we've seen the ghost adventures episode and stuff they've done at Fox hollow farm. And you know, the swimming pool is notorious for its, activity but you're right no no one's ever said hi i'm herb or (laughs) brian (laughs) it would hi Uh, yeah it'd make our job easier (laughs) it would can i have your ecto dna thank you very much i'm sure Uh, he'd be happy to give it to you good point i didn't think about that i did not think about that till right now yeah i'm just gonna just yeah um (laughs) residual if you know residual residual yeah but i mean the weird thing is because when in this case of herb specifically i mean he was fleeing the house when he is spoiler alert because this was 1996 people it's 25 years right so when he shot himself in the head and ended it he was he he was not on the property but that doesn't mean anything canada yeah i mean ghosts (laughs) You know, ghosts go back to where they had some kind of They go back to their familiar areas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the other thing that I thought was really interesting, and and that was with Gacy. Mm, Because that was his house. And even though I think it was 33 people, he was convicted of 26, I think. Uh, mm, Scully me, scully me. (laughs) Um, He was convicted of... It was 33 counts of murder. Okay. But then he had uh, a couple additional, like, I think it was sodomy and sexual assault. Oh, got it. Got it. So got some it, of the it. convictions weren't murder convictions. Okay. Uh, they were. The but it was like 26 victims. Yeah, yeah, plenty of horror. But it was like 26, I think, murders. Was it 26? I can It depends on who you. Ask that 33 is is the number that gets tossed up there a lot, but yeah, there was a whole bunch of dead young men, there was a lot of dead young men and boys and and boys in in the crawl space. But you don't hear about the house having anything associated, the house was torn down. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I would say that I thought was interesting as I did my research and just research in quotes here this was off Ursula Bielski's site and Wikipedia, (laughs) but. What I thought was interesting, and this is just a theory, we should discuss this, was the amount of lye he used on the bodies to help dissolve them. Mm -hmm. And would that, I mean, that doesn't necessarily have to do with Gacy continuing to haunt or not, but would the destruction of the body still, even with the horrific, you know, the horrific context of the person, would something like that whack a haunting? stop a haunting before it started well i mean are you talking about his victims haunting or are you talking about his what could lead to him too because with so much lie or well or he... was it lie or lime or whatever it was uh i can't i'd have to i'd have to double check because i have to say i'm i'm good at remembering my facts i don't remember if it was lie <laughs> okay. or if it was lime okay um and he's seen correct me if i'm wrong when he is seen he's in his full correct the 
clown, clown suit. suit, which my my argument to that is most people who know of John Wayne Gacy know him from the picture of him in his clown outfit. Mm-hmm. Right. So one could make the argument that part of the reason why he is seen like that is because that's how people know him. And yep. that's what's already in our brain. But he kept, I mean, they found what was, it was like, I think it was 26 bodies that they found on his property mm-hmm. in the crawl space. The fact that he kept the bodies in the crawl space and kept them near suggests to me that being near the bodies meant something to him, which could be why, if we are looking at at why he may have stuck around or his mm-hmm. spirit, it, it could be to, you know, be near mm-hmm. his victims that he, he wanted to be near. Uh, I don't know that I've I've read much about, and now I'm kind of interested, um, using lime or the use of quick lime or, or lye. Mm-hmm. Can that impact a haunting? That's not something I've ever done any research on. Yeah. So the one thing that, and Gabby, if you yep. interject whenever sure. you want to. No, hear. I don't know anything about this. I'm interested. Oh, okay. I'm learning from you guys so about this lye, lime situation. What I learned is when they dug up all the bodies mm-hmm. on the property, it was like they took off really six six feet of soil around the property. I mean, yeah. it, there was a depression where the house was mm-hmm. when they were done. And the house did get bulldozed. But you would think, you know, I don't know if it does that break the connection to the ground when you do something like that because they're lifting the soil. And you have to buy into the theory, right, or hypothesis. It's not even well well-researched enough for us to have a theory out of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a link to bind, bind you to the ground, the soil, the area. Right. And let's just say that's not a part of Illinois that's going to have much quartz <laughs> and limestone <laughs> and stuff that you hear. Sure. Don't send the shade all you want, people. <laughs> <laughs> but when you do that kind of mass dig up, mm-hmm. I you know, would that stop? Gacy from haunting because what I read was he actually haunts the courthouse, the Cook County courthouse where he was convicted. Is he dressed as a clown then too? Apparently not. (laughs) That's interesting. I feel like that's worth noting because Mm -hmm. that could, I mean, my question for that is, is it residual or is it intelligent? And like, that could be a residual him just being at the courthouse from his time there. And maybe that affected him a lot. And that's why that's still happening in a loop or if it's you know intelligent then that's a whole other situation that makes you question why is he attached to the courthouse but I don't know in my opinion I feel like even if you bulldoze a house the energy of whatever happened there is still there like even if you get rid of x amount of soil like it's still the same place and I feel like that kind of energy is going to linger regardless of it being like a ghost or a residual haunting or whatever it is that you think is there. I think it would still be there personally. If it was there once, I don't think that bulldozing is going to change anything. If anything, it might make things act up more because construction, we've talked about this before, (coughs) you know, makes paranormal activity act up Mm -hmm. versus go away. One. And I mean, I think Pioneer Square is a prime example of, just because a space has changed doesn't mean some of those spirits have gone away. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think anytime you have an older city too, but especially a city that has an underground like, like Pioneer Square does. So uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think I agree with, with Gabby. I, I, I question courthouse hauntings in general, mm. unless I, well, I, it comes back to the, Unless it's a residual haunting, where is the particular attachment to this courthouse of all places? Why a courthouse? A jail? Okay, I'll buy a jail a little more. You spend a lot more time there, but the courthouse? So let's speculate on that. I would say, because this is, you know, he was caught and convicted. It's Mm -hmm. like bare open wound it could be the shock of it even though when i think about my serial killers and stuff i think of them as being soulless machines and stuff like that but still people negative emotional impact on it could do the imprint or you know it's not open for tour so it's not that side (laughs) of the house to invent the story you can't monetize it you know true 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 
I think you also should consider how many people are in those areas Mm -hmm. that can like, not even like the monetizing part, but like how many people are around to experience things. If you're in a public place versus a private place, the private place isn't going to have as many people going through it to be able to experience things, to speak Mm -hmm. to it versus a public space. You would have more people talking about it if they're going through it more frequently. True. Mm -hmm. One. And again, for me, it also comes back to a a public place like a courthouse. Um, People see apparitions, people see something. How many people go through a courthouse? And again, how many of those people who have gone through this courthouse are notorious serial killers? How much of it is that the haunting actually is him? Correct. Versus versus somebody somebody else. else, But because this is the name, you know, attached to the courthouse, Mm -hmm. this is who we think we're seeing. Yeah. And I would agree. I mean, we've got the Herb situation, which I think is the standout one, because yes, like when I think about serial killers, there's very few that are really like killing in the home. Now, I will say we have our the, you know, our lovely murderesses of the past who like mm-hmm. to poison their children and stuff yes. and kill their husbands in their yes. homes. Uh, what was interesting is as I was just going through some of those names, I really didn't get anything about them haunting a location. Still, it was victims. I mean, I think about, cause I, I had made a list of, of um, spirits who, who off the top of my head, I, I think of, or I've heard of, um, and I do know that, like, I've heard of Bell Gunnis mm-hmm. haunting some places, um, particularly uh, the. Well, what I and this is what I think is weird is that I've heard her haunting not where she supposedly because I have doubt that she actually died in that fire at her mm. at her home, but the graves of her victims. Mm-hmm. which I find kind of odd. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, but a, a, a handful that haunted cemeteries as well, which I also found a little bit, again, um, mm-hmm. I, I come back to, well, <sighs> because you, because this person is buried here, a spirit I see is this name that I recognize mm-hmm. and not something else. Mm. But um, I'm trying to think of all the ones that I had H.H. Holmes, um, Gacy Dahmer. Oh, yeah. Dahmer supposedly haunts his home. Next to Shakers mm-hmm. in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee. So, <laughs> yeah. So I was going to ask about that one because, well, for one thing, it was a rental. Yes. It was a rental. Uh-huh. Um, and yes, he did murder there and everything. I yes. just, I didn't, I didn't know. I was going to bring that one up as a possibility, but still, because it's in a 25 year time frame, I wanted to be a little respectful because, you know, there's victims people families might, out what? there. Yeah. You know, people he, remember it very well. He died though. He died in 94. Yeah. Two years, I think after he was caught, it was 92. He was caught, right? Yes, I believe so. And he was killed in a correctional facility actually where, where I was yeah, a kid. Uh, I grew up. <gasps> No way. <laughs> that area. That prison was built after <laughs> after I had left. But mm-hmm. not Are long after sure? I left, but after I left. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure you didn't start it yourself? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I I have heard the the home um and and sorry if I mean it's that's technically that's more than twenty five years if we're looking at from when he died but from when true, he true, true. done his the last... murders you're right you're right we're yeah. on like a twenty eight close to thirty years now correct um uh, there have been because there was uh I was NPR or something piece about it uh EVP recordings supposedly oh that have been I have to find that NPR article are we air quoting EVP. <gasps> I am... Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Air quote, air quote. Apparently, uh, allegedly. <laughs> well, it was from, and again, this is, this is, I need to double check some of my, my, uh, I, the, the, this is from an, a while ago that I remember reading about this, that it was from a specific owner. So okay. I don't know if he was the only one who's ever reported some of these things, uh, or if there have been, 
others because if it's just him dot 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 anyway <laughs> um yeah but the, the whole thing is we're not you're, you're right we get there's some kind of phenomena that happens yes. mm -hmm. put the most well-known name slap mm -hmm. that label on it doesn't mean it's really that them i just find it odd with how much when you think about serial killers right mm -hmm. i get the victims the trauma that they got mm -hmm. but you would think someone that liked to terrorize and freak out peeps would stick around and haunt just to you know zing the current living and you don't tend to hear that much about the killers them selves sticking around so i always wonder is it because it's just they're soulless they don't really have the same attachments to our plane you know and when their time has come they just move on and most that's the end them, of it most of them know their time is coming mm -hmm. and so i feel like if you're looking at it from an unfinished business standpoint like their victims they were not, they didn't wake up one morning and say, I'm going to get murdered by a serial killer today. Mm. Like this is something they weren't planning. They were, a lot of them were surprised by it. It could have happened very quickly. Uh, whereas most of these killers were executed, not all of them, but, but most of them. And so they had time to come to terms with wherever they were going afterwards or whatever was going to happen to them afterwards. And they knew their death was coming, which is also where I look at um, like Herb, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's an exception. Um, Dahmer would be another exception. He didn't know it was coming. True. But you do have a lot of these killers who were executed. So this idea of the unfinished business is, is not as if you're looking at that being a, a cause of potential haunting, they may have been more at peace with themselves and the inevitability of, about what was going to happen. So maybe it just was they didn't have any reason to stick around. I also think if they did stick around, they might not torment just anybody. Mm. Mm. Because if they were killing a certain type of person, I'm going to use Herb as an example. Herb went after young gay dudes mm -hmm. um, and he himself was gay. He would pick up guys at like bars, at gay bars and take them home. Right. And fool around, have a good time and then not have a great time. If you know what I mean, mm -hmm. uh, depending on your perspective, I guess. But Herb wasn't known to like haunt in a way that was negative depending on who was experiencing the haunting. So for example, the people that bought the home, the grave, the graves, their last name is the graves. Um, they actually like don't have any bad experiences with him. If anything, um, I guess Herb really loved his home and because um, Mr. Grave, I'm blanking on his first name, um, but because he took care of the home, he like respect so-called allegedly respects him and doesn't like mess with him. But Brian was the guy who lived upstairs in the extra apartment, which used to be Herb's apartment. And he was a young guy who fit the MO of the people that Herb would go after. And he tormented the crap out of that guy. So I think it just is dependent on who is present to be haunted. Mm. If that That's makes an sense. Interesting point. No, it's like yeah. a trigger. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that, that I, I hadn't thought of it that way, but you're right. Mm -hmm. Just an example might not always be, you know, <laughs> the case, but. <laughs> True. Um, so the next question I have is just dealing with the theory of hauntings uh, and the time it takes for one to start manifesting. So I've heard plenty of tales here from anywhere. It's usually not immediate. If it's immediate, it's like a crisis apparition kind of thing. You know, the full on echo before you move on. So like you're on a three day window right after death. A lot of stuff. I've read is it takes five, 10, 50 years for this to build up and start 
a haunting. Now, there's a couple of exceptions, like with natural disasters we've heard about in Japan with the tsunami, mm-hmm. the town oh, that so apparently has hundreds of phantoms mm-hmm. um, from from that. But again, that's big disaster, massive surge of neg- negative energy. What's your take on understanding there might be a delay? Which serial killers do you think, if they would come back, who would they be? That's a really good question. First, we can start with, do you believe in the 5, 10, 50 year kind of thing? I mean, again, I feel like you get a little bit into the kind of haunting you're you're talking about too. Um, because if you're talking about an intelligent haunting versus a residual haunting, I find at least I've read a lot of reports specifically with residual hauntings where you're seeing those much earlier than five, 10, mm-hmm. 50 years. Um, because the nature of a residual haunting is that excess energy, essentially. Uh, I don't know. Gabby, do you have... I mean, it would make sense why everyone thinks that ghosts look Victorian. I'm just saying. <laughs> I feel That's like, but it's thing. more convenient more than anything else to, yeah. to press it that way. Well, because you never really see anybody dressed in like 80s attire as a ghost or like, you know, I, I don't know. It's a stupid joke, but like there's so many more like hundreds of year old ghosts than there are recent ghosts, but that's like a numbers thing. That's not even like a, is it because it's been a hundred years? It's because there's way more dead people from then (laughs) than there are from the last 30 years. Um, And that's probably why, because the ratio mathematically makes more sense. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't, I feel like that's a circumstantial thing that you can't put a blanket statement over. Uh, yeah, uh, I think I think that's a good way to put it because I don't know. I think about like Sankaijuku is is I, I I relate lots of things to Pioneer Square just because <laughs> I have a lot of firsthand experiences. Oh those. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about that haunting for because a lot of people outside the area, uh, we we're all in Puget Sound. They may not be as familiar with that. Uh, the so. The Sankaijuku, which uh, is, they still are a a, a dance company from Japan, and they had been performing in Seattle in um, 1985, I believe. It was about Uh, then, yeah. Yes, I should, you know, this is how long it's been since I've done a tour that I'm questioning that fact. But it, to be fair, it's been almost a year since I've done a tour. So a couple of my wow, dates wow, wow. are getting a little. Uh, so they were performing the Dance of Life and Death uh, at the Mutual Life Building in Pioneer Square. And it involved them lowering themselves via rope over the edge of the building and slowly lowering to the ground. And tragically one of the ropes broke and one of the performers fell i mean a good five stories and hit the concrete and and died and his spirit is said to be seen where he was right before he fell uh on the mutual life building in pioneer square now, to be fair, because he uh, he was not declared dead till he got to the hospital. Uh, they were in the ambulance. They did CPR. Um, but uh, I don't actually know when the residual hauntings started being reported. But I know when Spooked first started, they would have been established by then. Mm-hmm. And that was the early 2000s. Yeah. So, uh, which I, again, I suppose that's a good 15 years after I, I, that would almost be something to look into. When did those reported hauntings start or when did that residual haunting start? Um, yeah, I, I guess, I guess that's almost its own thing. Uh, I've not thought as much about when did some of these reports start for some of these spirits? I think something to consider to your point, Kim, is who is experiencing the residual hauntings? 
like what people are because the other thing to take into consideration is are these people sensitive do they tend to see things that other people might not be open to seeing and so maybe the prevalence of that amount of people in that area at that time caused that to be seen I don't know like that's something I don't know the reason why I'm thinking this let me give you some okay context so my mom is very sensitive but doesn't like to admit it um she's someone that will see things out of the corner of her eye uh and she constantly sees my grandpa who has been gone for I think 10, 10 years now in her home. He used to live, it was when I used to live with my parents a long time ago, he lived with us for a few years. And up until he went to a, like an old age home, he lived there. And so after he died, my mom started to see him around the house, but it wasn't like an interaction. It was like seeing him sitting on the couch, like he was watching TV or sitting outside on the patio table, like at the chairs. But it wasn't like, intelligent it was very clearly residual and it was something that nobody else saw I wasn't living at home at the time so I I I didn't see anything and I still to this day even when I visit the house I don't see anything she still sees things um but that was pretty immediate after he died probably like within a year like not even five years it's only been 10 now so like is that because she's sensitive is it because she's his daughter and maybe has his energy and like has a connection to that and nobody else sees it? Like, I think context is important. I don't know. Well, cause I think about how often I've heard stories from people talk about seeing loved ones who recently passed and seeing them, but the difference being, are they seeing them once right after they pass versus continuing to. Right. No, she was continuing to over. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And again, I hate to keep coming back to this as a point, but I think of some of the stories I know with historical homes or, or things where fairly immediately people said they started seeing things. How much of that was actual real paranormal phenomena and how much of that was, I know some creepy shit went down. Can I say shit? That's fine. Okay. I know some creepy shit went down here. And so uh, consciously or not, something weird happens. And I'm immediately going to say it's because this creepy shit went down in this home and it must be related to that. Well, then we get down to evidence. Yes. Evidence. 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 If you don't but know like, why we're doing that, then go look at the foolish tendencies. <laughs> but like the Lizzie Borden home to me is yeah. such a great example of that. Um, Which we still have to buy, by the way. Yes. The Lizzie Borden home. Yes. Either. <laughs> it's a cat. There's Tilly. I see Tilly in the background. Tilly's like, yes, go buy the Lizzie Borden house. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we are so susceptible to suggestion. As people, um, and we talk about this again, if you want to listen to Ghoulish Tendencies, we talk a little bit about it with the Enfield haunting case uh, with the, the, the gorilla video well, where, was- yeah, <laughs> there's a, a video, an experiment that they, they did where they have a group of people like playing basketball. Basketball. Yep. Yeah. I know this and, one. <laughs> and the gorilla that walks through the frame and how many people don't see it because they're so focused on <laughs> the basketball. In fact, Gabby, you didn't notice the gorilla when I showed the video to you. Yeah. No, I didn't. Well, I, I was, was like, I, yeah. why are you sending me this? <laughs> I was, I was counting basketball bounces or passes <laughs> like you were supposed to. But that, you know, we have the ability to see what we need or want to see and not see what we should be seeing. And I often, I, I, I'm a believer who is highly skeptical because I think so much of what we experience is our own brain messing with us or because we really want to believe something and you can manifest that. I think when you Tulpa. want to believe, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it's so true. Um, I, on that point, talk about this in depth. <laughs> yeah. So I will say I did run an experiment and I'm changing my approach to ghost hunting. Shh, oh. Don't tell a ghost. 
Um, because, you know, I'm the gadget guy. Mm-hmm. And I usually don't take the gadgets that will make sure you have a ghost. Okay. Right. So right. I took, I didn't have an SLS out. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the K2 out or anything. No spirit you know, boxes. Mm. No spirit boxes, you know. So I went with my Eddie Plus. Mm-hmm. I didn't use my laser grid. But, you know, I, I put out some of my routine gadgets and my new house because I moved in August. And I'm just like, well, you know, I'll just test Why this not? Stuff. Why not? Let's just, mm-hmm. and I left shit out all summer. And, 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 and I got, would get the same results as I would have had in a haunted location. <gasps> we would have called it haunted just cause you know, I live by Rainier. We have mm-hmm. swarm quakes, little swarm quakes mm-hmm. all the time, which caused the geophone. I can, you know, it's all time stamped. Mm-hmm. So I can go in and say, okay, on, you know, like September 2nd at this time, Oh, there was a swarm quake. I had, I had vibration on my, plus there's always temperature anomalies and there's always going to be emf anomalies every you could put something out and it'll eventually flicker yeah and if you were looking in that through the lens that yes this is a haunted place Mm -hmm. you would say oh we're getting active and you'd start doing an evp so of course i had my h4n zoom we're getting nerdy here people and getting yeah we passed (laughs) that away you should have seen before we started recording oh my god um back to back back to back to the gadgets though (laughs) and you know i did evps i had evps but i could time it to my neighbors were outside or Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and even though you're not hearing it you you could pick up so what i'm going to do now is i'm just going to go out to document walking this i've got the cameras and i'm just going to focus on getting the wonky because get that wonky getting the wonky your because hashtag, get the wonky get the wonky ghost daddy getting the wonky <laughs> oh god i don't know how i feel about that <laughs> wait i've heard of that movie wonky oh daddy it's so wonky anyway so since my gadgets Mm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to record wonky. Dirty. <laughs> what? How was that dirty? Daddy is just talking about his wonky. Oh my God. <laughs> As you can tell, we peeps. <laughs> Um, but no, that I, I actually, I love that you did that because Scully, well, it, it, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I mean, that's with the place that doesn't have a loaded history. <laughs> it ain't got no history. Well, it's literally everything that you were just saying, Kim, of like, you know that there's someone there. So you're going to say that someone is the ghost, yeah. but if you go into a haunted place you know it's haunted. You expect a ghost. So you're going to think that a vibration is a ghost. But if you go into a not haunted place and you put up your ghost ghost stuff and see if anything happens, you can debunk it more easily because you don't assume it's a ghost. Well, again, it's, it's why I can't do most of the ghost hunting shows. Because there's never an effort to find a reasonable explanation for something they automatically that's aired that's that's aired aired. you're right that's aired that's aired aired. aired. and part of that is ghost hunting shows are not being put on to be actual depictions of what it's like to be in a ghost hunt they are entertainment Mm -hmm. people don't know that though well and that's 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 a problem that's a problem that's a whole other that's a whole other episode that's a whole other episode yeah uh but no, I, 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 I think, Jake, that that kind of makes the point that if I move into a place that I knew a serial killer lived. Or if I was in a place I knew a serial killer had been and that's in my brain. That's going to be my explanation for things. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, it's it's different if you hear something running up to you and then it throws you across the room. Sure. 
you know, and it was invisible. Either, you know, mm-hmm. you got someone with some new stealth tech mm-hmm. on or like something demonic wants to eat your soul. <laughs> you know, at least you I had a company. Nickel. Yeah. <laughs> This is what it's like working with kids. <laughs> I know. But guys, back to back to, you know, um serial killers. Serial killers. And understanding if there is the 5, 10, 15, 20, 50 year thing. Mm-hmm. Which serial killers do you think would come back? Well, I think Herb is still here for sure. 100%. Yeah. I, yeah. He's one uh, of the only ones that I look at and think could be legit. Yeah. In, in, in ter- who who actually could be the one that they think it is as it, well, as it were it's because they they actually have a lot of evidence for it um evidence 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 yeah but they have a lot of evidence for him and there's multiple different people that have similar experiences so it's not just coming from one source so right. Mm-hmm. I think, especially because it's a more modern one mm-hmm. that's happening, like that's, literally in the last ten years. That's like, a pretty contempt. This one is a pretty contemporary case. I yeah. gotta say. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's Fox Hollow Farm. And I'll drop. I'll drop a link. But, I'll drop a link because I think you did the murders and you did the hauntings. It was yes, a two-parter, right? We exactly. had a two-parter for that. So mm-hmm. I'll drop links for that, folks. And uh, I don't know. I feel like Bundy. I would think that he would be in certain places, but I don't know. I mean, I, again, I come back to for him is a, but why? Yeah. Like he, he, he was on death row for 10 years and I, I it's not to say his spirit. I mean, his spirit in theory haunts the electric chair uh, in Florida, mm-hmm. <laughs> just exciting bonkers to me of all the places to hunt that's not the place i'd want to hunt (laughs) um but what's his unfinished business or okay put that aside why why is he sticking around but then you question do you need a reason why i guess you know when you get back to the the we don't have an answer to this why do ghosts stick around we have theories Mm -hmm. But we don't hypotheses. have hypotheses. We have hypotheses, but we don't have an answer. I, but he would be one. I, <sighs> I feel like the reason why I think of him as being someone who would haunt is because he was so into himself and he was so, he like liked the fact that he was known. You know what I mean? And so I feel like he would want to stick around to still be known. So since we're going there, I'll speculate on this one. Was someone yeah. in the case of Bundy understanding what he was able to accomplish? Why would you want to come back as a ghost where you couldn't touch or physically he, harm? That's that's what I come back to with him. To me, he wouldn't want to be a ghost because he couldn't do anything. Yes. Whereas if he moved on, whatever that means, if it's mm-hmm. to nothingness or if it's to something, he's the kind of person that would want to know what that was. Yeah. So to me, the serial killer... I think would come back and Kim, you'll smile when I say this. Okay. I think it would be fish because he would get off on it. He'd get off on it. Yeah. (laughs) He would get off on it. He totally would. Because he's that kind of, he was that kind of of sicko. Mm -hmm. No. um, I think somebody who got off more on uh, torturing people in a very different way. Because you've not had, I mean, Albert Fish, man, he was a special kind of deranged and sick and disturbing in a way that 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 Bundy can't aspire to if for no other reason than he didn't murder and eat children and then write letters to his family about it, you know? Um, no, I, 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 well, it's funny because I, I could see somebody like Ramirez maybe a yeah. little bit too. Oh, is that who I meant to say at the beginning? Ramirez. I think that I said Rodriguez. Ram, Ram, yes. Ramirez. Yeah. Ramirez, Ramirez. supposedly now the, the Cecil, which again, that's a whole other thing. That's yeah. a whole other thing. But I, I could yeah. see somebody like Ramirez also possibly 
being a little more down to come back and haunt it for no other reason than to scare people. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. see that too. Um, whereas Bundy, it was never about, it wasn't scaring, it was power. And it yeah, was, that's and true. You, there, you would be giving your power away. You, yeah, he wouldn't have control over a haunting. And I, that would eat at him because mm-hmm. he loved his control over whatever it was. Um, so man, the, I don't want to be a ghost, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but I think that's just it. Any serial killer who wanted an element of control about themselves or control about, you know, if their crimes in any way had to deal with that, then I can't see them wanting to haunt because that isn't something within their direct control. Okay. So I also speculate, Gabby, I want you to, to chime in with some of your other picks too, by the way. Um, I always thought the ones that were really into the mystery would do mm. it. So BT, BTK, am I BTK. saying that one? Of course one? he's and not Zodiac. dead. He's not dead. Yeah, he's no, give it time. Give it time. <laughs> give it time. Hurry up and di- die, dude. We need a ghost. Uh, and Zodiac. Because he's probably dead. <laughs> he's probably dead. Um, I could see them because the whole mystery aspect of it as a ghost, it's the perfect mystery. Yeah. I mean, there's theories about Ripper haunting some of mm. his spots, too. Um, and that's another, you know, I mean, the mystery element, certainly. I um, think mainly Richard Ramirez is the one. After you guys mentioned, I was like, oh, duh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one I, I definitely think. Like, did you guys watch the uh, Night Stalker? Yeah. It's, it's on the, now, yeah. yeah. On Netflix, yeah. yeah. So, like, they talk a lot about how he just was would always put himself in a situation where he would like really terrify someone mm-hmm. and he didn't want to kill someone unless he terrified them first. Yeah. Mm. And like, it's just wild to see what he did to children and adults alike <laughs> that like, there was no barrier that he wouldn't cross. So I feel like that would transfer over in death too. Like he would probably just fuck with everyone well and if you watch last season of american horror story (laughs) (laughs) you know i never finished it i never finished Mm. it i liked it but uh but ramirez features prominently uh in in 1984 yeah dead slash undead forms yeah because it's American Horror Story. Because it's American yeah. Horror Story. Yeah. I do love that it happened in LA in 1985, which is where and when I was born. And I asked my mom about it and she didn't remember anything. And I was like, did you watch the news? Like, how do you not remember? She's like, I was giving birth to you. And tried to like that whole year. <laughs> I just love that I That's got a long blamed. labor. <laughs> I got blamed for like not allowing her to know who Richard Ramirez was and I wasn't even born yet. Yeah. I mean, that's really interesting because when you grow up in areas where they didn't like, I, I, okay. So I'm from Wisconsin. Originally we've got some serial killers, right? And they all tend to be cannibals. Um, (laughs) What does that say about your, your people get sick of corn. I don't know. Dairy. Limited sources. <laughs> Although like, Ed Ed Gein was not actually a cannibal. No, he he was not. He, he gets was, he gets a lot of people think that particularly yeah. to the connection of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he wasn't actually a cannibal. He was a craftsman. He was a craftsman. He, he liked, liked nipples. He was a craftsman. He worked with his hands. He, yes, <laughs> worked with his hands very well. Uh, you know, so it's really interesting to hear about these contemporary. Like we had Jeffrey Dahmer in Milwaukee. Right. Uh, mind you, Jeffrey Dahmer's actually from Ohio. I'm just saying. Details. <laughs> Details. Take some Ohio shade there. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Details. <laughs> Details. Uh, but, you know, like, you've had serial, ki- like, take Seattle. I mean, we we got some serial killers up here. There's okay. Mm-hmm. And then L.A., you know, L.A. is known, ha- you know, has had quite a few. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As well. And I'm just California. like. California. Yeah, it, but I was going to say, like, the, the killers in my home state didn't have the same kind of menacing aura. Maybe it's because it's a more rural area and you just didn't, you know, the bodies didn't get the same level of coverage. I think that is fair. I mean, killing in a city versus killing in a in a rural area is very At a, different. A, a camp in New Jersey. <laughs> but, but, I mean, you know, killing in a city... Because you look at even just like Summer of Sam, I there or it was Zodiac Killer. There, there yeah. is 
a an idea of of creating fear, as mm-hmm. you said, um, and and creating panic that exists if you're killing in a more populated area because it is going to be noticed and get more media attention, uh, versus trying to kind of be on the DL and hide your crime. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some like, people just didn't care to hide their crimes, and I think that's like why you know, you see what you see with people in cities versus people outside of it. Like even like Bundy versus Ridgeway. I mean, Mm -hmm. Bundy wasn't Bundy was, was hiding the bodies, but he was targeting women who would be missed. Whereas Ridgeway was targeting women who would not. And so they were not, nobody put the pattern together for a while until they started finding bodies in the green river. Um, Not so green anymore. (laughs) But uh, anyway, that's a little bit of a digression. Sorry. So <laughs> we've we've had a few. That's okay. <laughs> Life with Kim and Gaddy. Hey, at Gulashensi. But guys, I will say thank you for this time. I do appreciate this. Yeah. Ghoulish Tendency Podcast is available on pretty much every single uh, podcast platform out there. Or Podcatcher. Do they even use Podcatcher anymore? Uh, from Apple to Spotify, you know, all the big ones. I will drop links for everyone, especially to the episodes with the killers we have mentioned. Yeah. And a some, couple of other ones like the Benders, which I really enjoy because there's nothing like a killer family. Um, Families that kill together, stay uh-huh. together. <laughs> uh-huh. So, guys, do you have anything else you're currently working on outside of ghoulish uh, tendencies you want to you wanna pitch? or? Um, I'm currently... Also editing a podcast called Washed Away, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. dealing with um, true crime, unsolved crime in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really great. It's done by my friend Ashley. And I'm happy to be helping out. And for you, Kim. Uh, I have an upcoming Tea and True Crime on February 21st at 4 p.m., you can find tickets at spookedinseattle.com. It will be on the dating game killer. Ooh. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time, ladies. Thank you for all. having us. Oh, this was yes. fun. I love to talk about killing things. Not yes. in a creepy way, people. Um, I like to talk about it in a creepy way. Mm. And that's why we get along. Mm. <laughs> so with that, have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>